This is Small Talk with 101 ESPN's Michelle Smallman. Presented by Liquid Spirits Beverage Catering Company. Hey, what's up? Welcome into episode 66 of Small Talk. I'm your host, as always, Michelle Smallman, and happy Halloween. We are dropping part two of my conversation with Saruti on Halloween. And it's only appropriate that we do so, considering in part one of the conversation, we talked about skanky Halloween costumes and said, you know what, peeps out there, you need to put some respect on Ariel's name. I'm done with the slutty Disney costumes. Put some respect on Mulan's name. You know who did not put respect on Ariel's name? Kylie Jenner. Head to her Instagram. She went as Ariel for Halloween. Zero respect on Ariel's name. But I shouldn't be surprised. I know Kylie is a huge fan of this podcast. I know she was listening and she was personally offended by what we had to say about dressing up as Disney characters. So she made her point. Kylie, I hear you. Subscribe, rate, review next time. Okay. Also, it's a little weird when Halloween falls during the work week. I never know what the proper etiquette is. Do you celebrate tonight? Did you celebrate the weekend before? Are you celebrating this upcoming weekend? Do you do all three? I guess it's okay to rewear your costume two or three times. Go green, am I right? Anyway, whatever you're doing tonight, I hope that you have a blast and I hope that you stay safe out there. It's supposed to snow here in St. Louis, so be prepared for that. Anyway, moving on. Here is part two of my chat with Saruti. It's a conversation so good, you got a double CD out of it. In part one, we talked about the value of a deep bowl. We talked about souping up Subarus and if girls are turned on by dudes that rev their engines. You know, really important stuff. And I know you're probably dying to hear what Steve and I talked about next. So without further ado, here is part two of my conversation with Saruti. I used to work on a morning show, so when I would come into work slash by the time I would leave work, I would say good morning to everyone because by the time I would leave, it was like 1030. So I was always saying good morning, good morning. And now I'll see people and it'll be like 1130 and I'll say like, oh, good morning. And someone the other day was like, it's it's afternoon. It's not morning. And I was like, where's the delineation? Where do you stop telling people good morning? Well, first off, I don't even think I say good morning. I'm not a big talker in the morning. So <laughs> no, you, you know you're me. right. I would come in in the morning and say, good morning. You'd be like, what's up? Yeah, I'm not a big like good morning or good afternoon like kind of thing. Unless I'm like talking to a suit and I'm trying to, you know, sound cool and like be impressive. But it's pretty self-explanatory. Like if someone's giving you a hard time for saying good morning in the morning, like it's literally... Like before noon, like anytime before noon is the morning. Like that's here's a more interesting question: When does the morning start and the night end? Wow, seven a.m., six a.m. I just blew your mind. I would say, oh, but like five. Yeah, like if I woke up at four a.m., I go, is that early morning or is it a late night? You know, depends on who you're asking. What you're doing, I guess. Depends. I think here's what here's my here's would be my answer. I think it depends on what you're doing. Like if you are. If you're coming out from that night and you're still up at 3-4, I would say that's late. That's late, right? But if you're waking up to do something, it's early. But they say 3 in the morning. I was out till 3 in the morning. Some people say 3 at night. No, I've never heard someone say I was out till 3 at night. Yeah, that's a good point. All right. Well, that is interesting. But I wouldn't consider like 1 or 2 a.m. the morning. Mm, But, okay, you know what's interesting? I would say 1 a.m., 2 a.m., I was out till 3 in the morning. I would not say, I feel like 1 a.m., 2 a.m., you Uh, very much much specify (laughs) that hour. But you know what I mean? You wouldn't be, well, I guess you'd say like I was out till 1 in the morning. 
Yeah, I've definitely said that before. Two in the morning. I've definitely said yeah, that. Yeah, wow. I wouldn't listen. That's amazing. That's that's. I feel like I've stumbled into something weird. So if you let us know on Twitter, I have no idea. I don't have an answer to that question. But if someone's giving you shit for saying good morning at eleven thirty, that person sucks. So I don't even know what. To, I, there's no. I can't help. I can't help you on that. Yeah. Well, then I said to them because we were like having this combo. I said, okay. Whatever time they said it was, that morning stopped and then it became afternoon. I said I beg to differ because I would go to brunch at 11 a.m. I would go to brunch at 1 p.m. And the guy goes, if you go to brunch at 1 p.m., he's like, that's lunch. That is not brunch. I go, what brunches are you going to that isn't in the 11 to 2 window? Who is this guy? (laughs) Like, what is happening? Brunch is, first off. I, lo- I mean, brunch is amazing. Like nobody brunches harder than than you, Michelle. No. I would imagine. It's I'm an elite bruncher. Yeah, I do love. By the way, we got. I, I mean, I don't know about we. I got sneaky banged up at our brunch in Chicago. <laughs> that I don't think I've ever drinking that. I don't think I've ever had that much champagne in my entire life. I don't like champagne, but like it was a it was a bottomless champagne. I don't even know what time, what time did we get there. Like ten. I don't even know. Maybe eleven. And I must have had about I don't know. Close to eight, maybe yeah, eight, eight for sure. For sure. It was like yeah, a booze cruise. As soon as we took I one sip hammered. of one. Yeah, I was going to say, Steve, you weren't sneaky banged up. You were just plain banged up. <laughs> we all were. I was I was hammered when we left there. Like, and it was, it was, it was kind of stunning because, like, I don't think I've ever gotten champagne drunk before because I don't, again, I don't really like champagne. So I don't drink champagne, but I do when I drink mimosas because I love orange juice. Who doesn't? Although the best mimosa is grapefruit juice. Don't at me. I'm adding um, you. You're so wrong. <laughs> I'm not wrong. It I'm adding you all day. No, it's grapefruit juice. Like, um, trust me, it is grapefruit juice. Grapefruit, first off, grapefruit, underrated fruit, and maybe sneaky best juice. It's also super bitter and not that great. And the best mimosa is a glass of champagne with a splash of orange juice. Yeah, you definitely can't put too much juice in. Like, yeah, I it's like say, an 80 to 20 ratio. That's probably right. That's probably about right. 70, 30 um, maybe. Because of the flute. If, if you, if you want to get crazy and tell me, hey, you can mix a little bit of orange juice with a little bit of grapefruit juice, I'm down for that. But grapefruit juice needs to be involved for it to be an elite mimosa. What are your thoughts on Bloody Marys, pro or con? Uh, probably one of my least favorite things on earth. <laughs> I don't know why I, don't I like thought you'd like them. Nope, I don't like vodka. I'm not, a, I'm not a big vodka guy. I hate tomato juice. I don't like spicy drinks. Even margaritas, I don't like spicy drinks. And I, I, I don't know. They're just, they've never been for me. And I don't think, like, all these people that are like, oh, they're hangover cures. They make me feel better. No, they're not. That's just you wanting that to be true. No, it they're works. Just not I'm good telling vibes. you. Because I don't it's normally not- love a Bloody Mary, but I've been wicked hungover before and had some of that and was like, okay, I feel, I feel a little bit more towards equilibrium now. No, you just feel more drunk, so you don't feel the hangover. <laughs> Maybe that's, that's it. it Maybe you're right. Yeah, but no, I fucking hate Bloody Mary. Uh, Bloody Mary. hate them. Absolutely hate them. Back to brunch. When would you say brunch ends? Because my answer was 3 p.m. I was going to say 3. Yep. Yes. That's probably a little late. Thank you. That's probably a little late. I could be convinced on 2, but yeah, like a Sunday brunch is an afternoon thing. Like that is that it goes into the afternoon, period. Period. That's the, the whole point of it. The whole point of it is the combination between lunch and brunch. Like it, it, it's it's Yeah, both. breakfast so and lunch, brunch. It has, it has to incorporate two things. Then that being time as well. So any I would say brunch is like any time from about 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. You know what? I'm with you. I think that's the window. We've decided it here on this podcast, 10 a.m. Yep. to 3 p.m. It's official. It's official. It's official. Okay, my next thing for you, headline, spotted, new couple, Kaya Gerber. Do you know who she is? 
Who? Kaya Gerber. She's Cindy Crawford's daughter. She's a supermodel. Let me look her up. Hold on. Okay. It's going to be dangerous while I'm in the car, but I don't care. <laughs> I mean, you're um, in traffic. What? Okay, hold K-A-I-A. on. K-A-I-A. K-A-I-A is how you spell her first name. K-A-I-A. Gerber. K-A-I-A. Gerber. There we go. Okay. You might- Two things that come up when you search her. Kaya Gerber age and then Kaya Gerber, fl- Gerber flat. Oh. Interesting. I don't, well. I don't know why that. Oh, uh, wait. I don't know why that's interesting. <laughs> there we go. Well, she's a supermodel. I don't know. That's the way it is. Okay. Hold but- on. I'm looking her up. I'm looking her up. Is she with Pete Davidson? That's she's exactly. Right. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> what the hell is like? We get it. Like this guy. Like all right. He, he allegedly has a big dick. Like, who fucking like Jesus Christ? Wow. She really is skinny. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, I saw that headline and I was like, I saw it this morning and we were taping today and I was like, thank you, content gods, Pete Davidson and Kaya Gerber. Pete Davidson again. He strikes again. Yeah, he sucks. Again, not funny. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what, what people are so enamored with him about, especially women. And like he was with like Kate Beckinsale for a while. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, talk about out of your league. Like, it's insane. It's insane. Kate Beckinsale is one of like the most, 10 most beautiful people alive. And I, I just don't even understand like how like you would be into Pete Davidson. But yeah, I don't know. She's, if you were to like be like, what's a supermodel or what the model look like, like she's kind of unhealthily skinny. I don't know. That's a, like, she looks like Cindy Crawford, just like, She's just really, really skinny. I don't know. Yeah, but their faces are the same, basically. They do have they do have very similar faces. That is funny. God, Pete, I've Googled her, and of course, Pete Davidson's face comes up and immediately <laughs> makes me angry. So thank you for that. Uh, but, I mean, honestly, it's got to be something other than the rumor that make girls like him. Because... Uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't know. Didn't... Re- didn't uh, what's her name? Ariana. Skinny girls. What's her name? Ariana Grande, yeah. Didn't she... Didn't she, didn't she like give him like basically like a letter of recommendation to like other women when she dumped him? Oh my god, I don't know, but that's incredible. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she did. I'm pretty sure she like you know on the out. DL was like, hey, just a heads up, like he's like really good, you know, not even just like well and bad, like he is just uh, uh, he's good in bed basically is what I'm trying to say. That's what she and said. I'm pretty sure she put that on blast because she felt bad that she had to break up with him, so she's like, all right, yeah, but you know you. you you know, he should be able to hook up with whoever because he's really amazing, which I, again, I don't know. Maybe maybe people are that shallow and that desperate. I just don't, again, he he just does nothing for me. I don't understand. He does nothing for me either. Um, hang on, I'm reading this because I think you're right. I, I'm pretty sure I am right. She said, well, here's what I have. I met Pete and he was an amazing distraction. Yeah, there you go. Done and done. I mean... Yep. I don't yeah, know. So, hey, good for you, man. I don't know. I guess, you know, I'm not trying to hate. I just don't, I don't know. I just don't understand. But if you're that amazing, then I don't know. I guess that's why you've got Greta Gerber or whatever the hell her name is. Kaya and, Gerber. Uh, Greta oh. Gerber. <laughs> I don't know. Kaya, what's her name? Kaya. Greta whatever Gerber is unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> I, this, I'm not about that supermodel. Like, I don't know anything about that, that uh, life. I, don't, I love I don't supermodels. I mean, I grew up in the 90s, okay? My everything was Cindy Crawford and Naomi Campbell and Claudia Schiffer. Remember all of those beautiful supermodels? Stephanie Seymour. It was like they were everything. Kate Moss. 
I knew who they all were. I just never really, I don't know. I just never really got. I feel like back in the day too, like when magazines were a thing, mm-hmm. like that was a, it was a bigger deal. Now it's like I don't know now. And now like everyone's in a, a, a supermodel. Like now Instagram, all that bullshit. I don't know now. Every and also now I feel like it's all nepotism too. Like everyone's famous daughter is a model, and I don't think and like. The chances are none of them would be models, obviously, without their like. Like what? Like who's the chick that Justin Bieber's with? Haley Baldwin. Uh, Alec Baldwin. Like I, I, I don't. Stephen I don't get Baldwin's it. daughter. And the gonna, the Hadids, Gigi and Bella. Their mom was a real housewife of Beverly Hills. That's how they're famous. So there you go. Like none of, none of these people are actually like discovered anymore. It's uh, all just like about who you know. Kendall Jenner, same thing. Oh. Kendall, yeah, exactly. Name me somebody who was like who just like oh, generic. I will. Who, I'll tell you. Became, all right. The biggest supermodel Ooh. in the world, Carly Kloss, native St. Louisan, was found in a mall in St. Louis. I don't even. I don't even know who Carly. I, I don't know. Who you don't is. know who Carly Kloss is? She's the biggest supermodel in the world. I have no idea. That. Number Let me one. Look her up. Hold on, I'm looking her up again. Sitting in traffic here. This is probably super safe. Carly. K A R L I E. Carly. Oh, oh, we're doing. Oh, we're doing a K. Yeah. Carly. Kloss is with a K Kloss. too. K K. Okay, let's take a look. Oh, I've seen her. Yeah, I've seen her. She's a massive... She's the biggest supermodel in the world. Yes. Wow. And she does amazing things. She has a camp that teaches young girls in different cities in America how to code because you need more women in the tech industry. And she does all sorts of amazing things for charity. And she is an inspiration to all, really. I'm team Carly Kloss then because she's, she, she, you know, she started from the bottom. And she's doing good things. Like, I'm, I'm just, I can't get into the Kendall Jenner, the Gigi Hadid, the whatever, <laughs> all these people, the Haley Baldwin. I just, like, I don't know. Like, like you grow up and be like, okay, like, I had a famous dad or mom. Like, I'm going to be a model now. That's how, it, that's how it works now, and it's annoying. Yeah, I'm really into the Haley, Justin Bieber, Selena Gomez drama, mainly because Selena yesterday and today dropped two new songs that reference her breakup with Justin, and they're really good. Okay. I don't know a ton about the breakup. I don't know a ton about her. I've actually kind of always liked Selena Gomez, mm-hmm. oddly enough. She seems but, just like a nice uh, girl. Yeah, she just seems kind of cool. And But I, I, at some point, you got to stop writing songs about Bieber. I feel like every song she writes is about Bieber. But now, the whole thing is, I was reading about it this morning when I was getting ready for work. So basically, she and Justin got back together for the millionth time. It was a very toxic relationship, as most people know. But from what I could... Toxic in what way, though? Like, how, like, what... On and off. I don't think he treated her very well. Emotionally traumatizing. Um, I think he was using drugs at the time. She was going through a lot of health issues. A Hmm. ton of stuff. But, um... So... I guess they got back together and they were like going to church and doing all these things. And then he took her to a wedding and then two months later, so then they break up and two months later he's with Haley Baldwin. And then a month after that, they got engaged. So three months after he broke up with Selena, he's engaged to someone else. And then a month after that, they got married, I believe. I feel like marriage though, when you're famous, like doesn't even mean anything because when I found out Justin Bieber was engaged I thought I never knew he wasn't not dating Selena Gomez if that makes sense like I was like <laughs> he thought he was engaged to Selena so Selena like who is who is this girl and also why does she look like Alec Baldwin and then I found out there there you go boom daughter I didn't even know he had a famous daughter I didn't know she was a model no it's Stephen Baldwin's know daughter Bieber. oh it's Stephen Baldwin yeah oh, so Alex Alex yeah. her uncle I think so the lesser famous Baldwin yes yeah, that's correct correct 
interesting. Okay. Well, yeah. So all the more reason. Like I just, I, I, I was so stunned. Like, but then again, okay. Think about in if a normal person was to get married three months into meeting, three months after meeting that person. Like that's fucking stupid. That's dumb. But celebrities are like, oh, it's love. It's amazing. It's so great. Like they just, they just, you know, they wanted to do it. They're, you can't stop love. No, that's dumb. Like you shouldn't get married after you're just like if you've known each other for three months. That's a bad setup. They're probably gonna get divorced. They hate to break it to everybody. See, I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna disagree with you on this one, Steve, because I think the older I get, when you know, you know. I have friends who've met someone and then they moved in after a couple months. How old is Bieber? Bieber's not, he's not old, right? Let me see. Yeah, like, what are you doing getting married if you're Justin Bieber? I guess he's, yeah, I guess he's super religious. I don't know. Whatever. How old do you think he is if you had to guess? Uh, 28. 25. Wow. I I thought I, damn, okay. So he's, he's super young. Oh my God, guess how old she is. 22? Yes, nailed it. 22. Yeah, I knew she was younger, so yeah, okay. See, that's what, what the hell? I remember, I remember when I was in high school, I dated this girl for a, for a long time. And like, when you're younger and you do that, like you think that, oh, like, you know, this is the one, this is the one you got to marry, but why do you get that in your head? But like, I'm so happy that I, you know, nothing against her, like she was a wonderful girl, but you need to experience life things more. Like you need to like, I, I just think people that get married that early or want to get married that early, like, I just don't, I, I don't understand that. I guess I was drinking that Kool-Aid for a while thinking that I think sometimes that happens when you grow up in a small town. And all totally, that happens. totally agree. But, but like, then you like kind of go to college and you meet other people and you just like, you know, your interests change, you change the person. I'm not even close to the same person I was back then, obviously, and I don't think it would be healthy if I was. So. I just feel like, I don't know, that's such an, such an odd thing. But again, for a person like Justin Bieber, who is a bajillionaire, it doesn't really matter if he gets divorced, because, like, it doesn't matter how much money he has. They both have money, it's fine. Like, he's, he, you know, he'll probably be fine. But for the average person, like, you just can't be doing that. You can't be taking life advice from Justin Bieber. Yeah, I think celebrity, what is it? A normal marriage is 50-50 chance of getting divorced. I wonder what the celebrity percentage is. 60, 70%? I think it's more shocking yeah. if a celebrity marriage does work. Do I feel like more more like shotgun weddings in Vegas last longer than celebrity marriages. <laughs> like, I don't even, like, I don't know. So good for them. They've known each other for three months. They're married. Good for them. I hope they're happy. I just had, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to bet the under on whatever their marriage thing is. So what if I met someone and I said, hey, I met this person. I'm crazy in love with them. We're getting married in two months. Uh, oh. I wouldn't tell you to your face. I'd be super pumped for you, but I would be like, Maddie, like maybe start putting, maybe just, you know, get some viewers out there. Like, what is this guy like? Like what is happening? This is maybe not a good idea. Maybe give it a couple more months. I would not tell you to your face though. I would definitely be like, Oh, it's so great. Oh my God. This is amazing. Like, you know, I knew it. He's so great. I'd obviously want to meet him first, so maybe that would change my opinion on him. But I typically think you need a little bit longer than two months to know because you can't, you don't know all the warts. I'm with you on the whole thing of like, when you meet someone, like, it's not that you know that they're the one, you know that it's a possibility mm -hmm. or that, or I should say, you know instantly when it's like, oh, this isn't the one, right? Yep. So that I think, you know, you know, more immediately faster, like, oh, this person, not for me, not for me, not for me. And then I think when you find someone that is 
you know, kind of compatible after maybe you've struck out a few different times with people, I think you can fall a little bit head over heels and not necessarily look at the warts of the situation, which is, again, why I think you need more than two months to meet someone because you don't actually get to know someone fully until you start experiencing life events, and that's more than two months together. There are plenty of, like, my grandparents or whatever, I'm sure people's grandparents, when they were, like, arranged marriages of people coming over from Europe and Italy or wherever, that, like, didn't even know their spouse and have had long, loving marriages. So I don't know. Maybe I'm entirely wrong. I think it's all about your attitude going into. Do you believe in soulmates? Ooh, um, what's your definition of soulmates? Because I definitely don't believe that there's like the whole thing. Oh, there's one person for you. Yeah. I don't believe that. At That's all. what I meant. I that there is that one person you're destined to be with. No, I don't. Because I think like chances are Maddie is amazing. She's the best thing that's ever happened to me. I absolutely love her. Like she's just the best. Like we, the yin and yang thing. I've never had in my entire life. But like, what happens if I just like moved to California when I was like 12 and never was on the East Coast? Like, you know, like I would never have met her and chances are I would be married. So like, I don't, I don't think like by the magic of the universe, I would have like found my way to her. You know, I just don't think that that, I don't think that's how it works. So most of the time I agree with you, but then I'm like my parents, I truly feel like are soulmates. The way they met, it was the universe, I think, putting them together. It's a crazy story. And... But you also believe in tarot cards, so. Yeah, that's true. But then I see other people where I do think that you have different loves and different seasons of your life. So many of my friends' parents or like people that I know that are older have been divorced and then remarried. And oftentimes they're super, super happy in their second marriage because they're more sure of themselves and they know what they wanted more than what they did when they were younger. So I, I don't know. I struggle with that because I think I believe in both. I look at my parents and I'm like, you two could not have been with anyone else, you know? And if you were, it wouldn't have been this much of a partnership and this deep of a love. I mean, they're probably varying degrees of it, right? Like they're like, you know, like, but I think everybody's you know, different. Maybe not everybody has a soulmate is what I'm getting at. I don't know. But isn't that weird to say that not everybody has a soulmate? But I just mean that maybe other people can love more than one person, whereas other people, once they find that one person, it's the person they were destined to find, if that makes sense. Like, I could never so, picture you with anyone but Maddie. I mean, you two I, are puzzle I. pieces. You guys were meant to be together. I agree with you. Like, I, I, I do agree with you. But then I, I think about the external factors that led to us meeting each other and what if like one little thing changed and I just didn't meet you know what I mean like John Mayer's talked about this in certain songs like I forget what song it is but and this is again I forget I feel like this is the second time I've quoted John Mayer maybe on this podcast I think it's like the fifth but go on uh, yeah which is like again I don't care John Mayer's my dude like what's up soundtrack of my soundtrack of my of my adolescence and growing up he got me through a lot of shit um and continues to (laughs) yeah he literally yeah exactly so he there's this like line that he had Oh, what the hell is the song too that I'm thinking about it? Where he's basically just like waiting. It's a song about how he can't wait to meet his future wife or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, he's like, "Did I meet you in a sandbox? Did I meet you?" I don't know. There's like a bunch of different lines about like when if he could have crossed paths with that person in you know in any different version of his life or part of his life. And I just kind of always thought like, yeah, like what if you. Like, what if by some chance, like, some life event happened and you didn't end up meeting this person that you probably would have been compatible with? Or what if by some chance you did meet someone who you thought you were compatible with, but you're actually not? You know what I mean? So I think of all the variables. I just think there's too many variables in life in the situation for there to be one person, really. You know what I mean? It's too complicated, I guess I should say. And I don't think, like, the universe is organized enough to make all these little things happen. You know? Does that make sense? Yeah, but maybe sometimes the universe does hit a home run. Maybe, but, like, I almost think it's, like, the theory of, like, life on this planet, right? Is that, like, 
potentially some asteroid from another planet with like life hit this earth and now we have all these trees and people and stuff it's a small chance right that the universe sort of aligns in that way i think for the most part it's more about convenience and that the, the people that are in your vicinity or like if you grow up in the northeast chances are you're going to just meet somebody from the northeast you know you could be extremely compatible with someone in australia but you're never going to meet that person right but i just think of all the little things you make how many decisions every day hundreds thousands of little decisions from what yeah. i'm going to eat for breakfast or what time i'm going to leave the house okay i'm going to go out on this sales meeting whatever it is you make these unconscious decisions that are guiding your life that you may think is the most mundane thing in the whole world but it could end up being something that puts you in the orbit of someone that you'll end up being with for the rest of your life. And maybe it is because I am I have a proclivity to the gypsy things and believe in true love, but I just sometimes think that there is something bigger than us that puts certain people in your orbit. Like, think about us, Steve. How could we have ever crossed paths? All of the events that had to happen in my life to put me in Bristol. And then not only that, in Bristol, all the things, I didn't even know you for like the first year and a half. Yeah. When you think about how certain people come into your lives at different times, it's got to be bigger than you, you know? You make a compelling point, but... I don't think I could be swayed on this, but I will say I, I like science. I'm like really into, I don't know, quantum physics and stuff. Not that I understand it, but I'm just interested in that stuff, right? And like, there's like all the alternate reality theory, right? Where every just oddly enough, they covered this in the Avengers movie Endgame. You probably didn't see it, I but did not. like basically, like every decision you make in your life, a different branch of the tree of you or the universe takes a different turn, or, or a branch is grown, right? So if I decide one day. Like every decision you make, a different branch like goes off, right? So there are people that believe that like all of those realities exist and you're just living in the reality that you know, which is actually fucking mind blowing. Yeah, I got this, not to make this not to make this into like a weed smoking podcast, but like <laughs> that is I just find that really interesting. So who knows? Like in another life, Michelle, you didn't take the job in Bristol and you, you know, stayed in St. Louis and are doing whatever you're doing now. You know what I mean? Like it's I think that is an interesting thing to think about too. So I don't know. Now I've like nerded out and probably like freaked some people out because no. that is like an insane theory. But like I do I just think that's interesting. I don't know. So that's that's another possibility. It is because I think about that. And I was at that time, I had thought I was moving to Chicago. And I think about that all the time. Yep. Like, what would my life had been like yep. had I said there's no to ESPN yep. and I had gone to Chicago? What yep, would my life be like? There's some other alternate reality where you, yeah, where you went to Chicago and lived your life and are doing whatever you're doing there. But I think I made the right choice. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you did too, obviously. I mean, well, you wouldn't have met me. Come on, let's go. What's up? And more importantly, Maddie, hello. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Like, yeah, you and Maddie are way, I mean, you guys literally text every day. I'm a terrible texter, so it's not like, you know, we're not trying to like compare relationships here, but like I, you know, you and Maddie are very close, which is hilarious. Yeah, I know. Especially because when I lived in Connecticut, I never hung out with Maddie. Yeah, because we had you over like kind of late in the game. Super late. Uh, yeah, and then I don't even really, yeah, like I don't even really know how don't you, know how you guys start texting, friends. I guess. I don't even know, yeah. Yeah, we just yeah Maddie is friends. insane. Maddie is insane because um, she just had, like, she had, like, seven, she had, like, a small army of people that went to her bachelor, bachelorette party. Like, she just has, like, a lot of friends, mm -hmm. and her and I are, like, we, I very much subscribe to the yin and yang thing. Like, she's very social and likes talking to people, and I don't like doing any of those things. I like sticking to myself and being quiet and like I'm kind of an introvert and I'm not a good texter. I, I'm not, I don't, you know, I don't keep up with people. Like she's the opposite of all that stuff, which works out well. So 
it's inc- her ability to like make friends to me is, is actually incredible because making friends when you're an adult is impossible and she has some still has some like amazing quality to be able to do that like in her mid to late 20s she's just the warmest person you'll ever meet in your life the second you meet her you're like oh that's my friend yeah yeah she has that quality for sure yeah for sure. she does so. Turn into the Maddie, the Maddie Trudy podcast, so she'll like that a lot. <laughs> she will. Okay, so moving on. I think I've told you about this great athletic club that I'm a member at here in St. Louis, the Missouri Athletic Club. They have these two different clubhouses. One's downtown, yep. one's out in West County, and you can do everything there. I mean, they have a hotel, so like when you and Maddie come, I want you to stay there. And they have shuttles to the Cardinals games. They have all of these different things. So one of the things that they have is they have this great gym, and they have trainers. So I've been trying to get my fitness right. I'm on a diet, which... Every Every two months, I'm like, oh, I'm on this new diet. <laughs> You'll hate keto. this. I'm keto. I'm ketotarian now. What the hell is that? <laughs> I was like, I'm not even going to tell Steve I'm ketotarian now because he's going to mock the shit out of me. So yeah, it's, it's I keto. Mean, yeah, I'm interested. It's keto, but less red meat. So the protein that you're eating is salmon, grilled chicken, things of that nature. More vegetable heavy. Is red meat bad for you? I feel like we go back and forth on this like every couple. It's like eggs. Like, oh, are eggs good and bad for you? I don't know. We never know. Everyone, everyone, there's always like a new study every two weeks that comes out. It's like, oh, no, actually, it's terrible for you. Oh, no, it's actually great for you. Red meat, like now the keto things. I watched that documentary. What the hell is it called? Keto Doc. I don't even know what the hell it was called. I don't know. Uh, I haven't seen it. It actually makes a lot of good points. It's like people, ever since like we went to, ever as a species, ever since we sort of went to this grain heavy diet, People, like, have just been unhealthy and all these new, like, diseases. Not diseases. Yeah, I guess diseases, technically, like diabetes and mm-hmm. all these different ailments and things have been, you know, have been have been harming, like, sort of the human race. So people are like, okay, we're going back. And then it tells you, okay, go, go back to being keto, eating, like, you know, raw foods. Like, eating, it's okay to eat meat. It's okay to eat red meat. It's okay to eat, like, a bunch of protein. And it's okay to eat a bunch of fat, a very fat-heavy diet. And there are, like, studies that will tell you that, you know, that cure, that, that has an effect on, like, autism and things like that. Yeah. It makes autistic kids. Like much better when they when they eat like a, a high protein high fat diet. So I don't know, but I don't even know where I was going with this. But like I'm not going to make fun of you for that because I actually kind of subscribe. I do think there are some benefits to it. I actually thought about going keto, but I do like bread too much. So that's sort of the problem. Like I like bread. I don't like too much bread, but I couldn't just give up bread. I could give up meat, but I couldn't give up bread. I honestly, it's been so hard. I've only done it for four days, and I'm off coffee. I'm off carbs, and I'm supposed to be off booze, but I cheated last night. Well, let's be honest. I had four bites of cake last night, so I was off. Coffee bad for you now. What's the deal with coffee? Like so, is it just caffeine? No. Well. Again, just like just like red meat, it's basically saying it's whatever study you subscribe to. But the thing with me with coffee is that when I was on the morning show, I'm getting up so early and I was never sleeping that I would have so many cups of coffee by noon, like four or five cups of coffee at, by noon. And so I'm fully addicted to it. And I am very much yeah, aware that's of it. Terrible. Yeah. So yeah, that's I'm terrible. weaning myself off. I'm going cold turkey, 30 days, no coffee and seeing how, how I do. And the first four days, I'm not going to lie to you, have been miserable. I honestly felt like I was dying yesterday because I woke up and it was just like a raging but that's how you know you're addicted to it, right? I have a raging headache. Um, So that's the thing is I want to eliminate it and then work it back in in a moderate fashion. My life motto or like not motto, the the way that I live is like everything in moderation, right? I just don't like I you know, I'll eat fast food from time to time. I eat relatively healthy, but like, you know, you gotta, I don't know, I'll have, I'll have bad food every once in a while. I'll drink every once in a while. 
I'm not. A, I will say I'm not like a coffee guy. I love espresso. I'm mm-hmm. like an espresso snob, to be honest with you. I've never drank coffee as like a pick me up. I've never needed it in the morning. Even when I was like doing Mike and Mike, like I just like when I'm up, I'm sort of up. But like that is actually a scary reality. I feel like is like when you're drinking four or five cups a day is a lot. That's you, that's insane. You should not be doing that. Um, that's it's crazy. Of caffeine. Right. But like. Yeah, like, when you realize, like, holy shit, like, I'm, like, I am, like, addicted to this and I need this. Like, luckily, I've never sort of been to that or uh, subscribe to that. But, like, you have, because I do believe, like, the whole addictive personality thing. But I don't, you don't strike me as someone, because, like, you know, you used to talk about, like, if your dad was an alcoholic, like, you're more prone to, to having an alcohol problem, right? Mm-hmm, it's it's mm-hmm. a genetic thing, this, this, and that. I do believe that. But you don't strike me as an addictive type of person not really not overly addictive but i think when i was doing the morning show i was staying up late i was going to games i had such anxiety about it that i wasn't sleeping and coffee and that caffeine was the only thing that powered me through the day it was the only thing because i was just a zombie the whole time i mean i was going i was getting like three four hours of sleep for a year that's not healthy right so it was unhealthy in the fact that i wasn't sleeping and then even more unhealthy in the fact that i was drinking coffee so now that i'm sleeping more i just was like i need a full reset so that's where you know and i was doing these diets and keto is you have a lot of success on keto because you're eating all this red meat and your and cheese and it takes a lot of energy for your body to burn that fat so that's why you tend to lose a lot of weight but i want more of a lifestyle thing so that's why i thought ketotarian i could do it for like 30 days and then it's more of like okay i can have whatever i want but now i'm in this groove because that's the thing you know this when you get a new job your whole schedule's changed so now i'm like oh shit i gotta pack a lunch every day oh i gotta have breakfast i can't just roll into work on coffee and go it's been totally different so with that with Ketotarian, I've been working out a lot. I got a trainer at the Missouri Athletic Club. Her name's Courtney. She's awesome. But she totally kicked my ass. I'm so sore. So here's what I'm getting to. I was like, okay, okay. I've been really sore. Like, I'm going to do a sauna. I'm going to go do this infrared <laughs> sauna that I read about where the lights hit you in a certain way. And it's like detoxes, all this stuff. I don't know why, why anyone would actively choose to do a sauna. It was like the most miserable experience of my entire life. Sitting in this hot ass box, sweating for like 30 minutes to an hour. It was awful. And I know it's really good for you and people do it all the time. Yeah. It's great after your workout. It sucked, okay? It totally sucked. I Now I'm looking at people who use the sauna regularly like, are you a serial killer? Like, what is wrong with you that you want to sit in this hot box and sweat for a long time? I think I disagree. Now, I'm not like a big sauna guy. I probably, I don't know, been in the sauna like a half a dozen times in my life, but I'm not a big sweater. So, like, to go into a sauna, even when I play sports or work out or whatever, which I don't do a ton anymore, which is stupid, but even when I was, like, I'm not a huge sweater. So, to go into a sauna and sweat a ton of, like, good, healthy sweating is actually kind of dope. So, I don't understand. What don't you like about it? It was just so confined. I felt like, you know when you're in Miami and you walk out the door and that humidity hits you and you feel like you can't breathe? I felt like that the whole time. Like, I couldn't really oh, yeah. breathe. Yeah. I was super thirsty. I was sweating. It was in this tiny box that I I just was like pacing. I feel like a hamster, like a caged animal. I couldn't get out. It was 135 degrees. The red lights were hitting me. I was dying. Yeah, I don't know. Like I haven't been in one in a long time, but that's weird because you that strikes me as something that you would be into though. Like you like all like you 
you like like those like weird experiments, you know, almost like European or Far East type of like, you know, Holistic. I could see you being into like acupuncture. Yeah, I could see you being into like acupuncture and oh, stuff. Oh, I'm doing acupuncture Brett, next week. By the way, uh, Brett Toss, big acupuncture guy. No true way. Story. No way. Like, that, that's not me, but I'm, I'm, I am surprised that you don't like a sauna because I feel like you, you love a good juice cleanse. Like oh, you're all it. about cleaning out toxins. Yep. And that's what a sauna is. You're, you're sweating out all your toxins. I know. I thought it was going to be in this infrared sauna. It's supposed to be really good for your skin. All of these things. I was like so hyped to do it. And then I left there and I was like, you will not catch me in a sauna ever again. I remember when you and Danny got really into kombucha, speaking of things that you would like. <laughs> I drank a kombucha today. There's a new rosé one, uh, actually. <laughs> what? Really? Oh, well, it doesn't man. have See, alcohol I, in it, but it tastes like rosé. It's really good. I I don't know. I could never get over the smell. Like, I understand, like, the medicinal purposes and how it works. But it's, it's good for your, like, intestines, right, or whatever. It cleans you out a little bit. Yep. Gut like, health. I, very important. I, yeah. I get that. Couldn't, you can't get over the smell. Can't get over the smell. I'm not, I don't do... A lot of things like that. I'm not into like, I'm not into like wellness, I guess. And then it's hilarious. It's hilarious to say that. Like, I'm just not into like we, I remember we had this meeting at ESPN. Uh, I don't think you were there, but it, I wish you were because it was fucking hilarious. Basically, we had like a department wide meeting where, you know, they go over ratings and they go over all the stuff and like goals for the next year and this, this and that. And then they had like, they'll have like a speak, a guest speaker. And they invited in someone from the gym, like and she was like a wellness instructor, a life coach, whatever you want to call her, whatever. And she like was teaching, every, and she basically was like talking to us about like, oh yeah, you, the gym is open, like you can do all these classes, and also like there's all these like mind exercises that we encourage. She had us like all do these breathing exercises. Oh my god! As like a unit, and you know, you know some of the people that work in that department, and like how like manly like dude sports people they are. So like. To ask them to do, like, these hilarious breathing exercises was, like, one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, who sent her? Phil Jackson? It was just so strange because I guess that that helps some people, but I've just never subscribed to that. I've never gotten into that. I've never been, you know, like, Maddie is always surprised. Like, I've never, I don't, I'm not a massage guy. Like, I got my first massage on our honeymoon, and it was nice, but, like, I don't really have any, I don't really have a ton of aches and pains. Like, I don't have that many, luckily. I don't have back pain. I don't have any chronic pain. Like, I don't do that. I don't do saunas. I don't do breathing exercises. I don't do Headspace, the app. I don't really do any of that stuff. And I feel like I'm just like kind of surviving. I'm doing all right. Yeah, but I would get a massage every single day if I could. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I wouldn't want one every day. It's, it's so like, relaxing. I just don't need it. just don't need it, I guess. I truly believe that it's like a mind thing. Like my dad is very much like that too, or it's like, you know, not suppress your feelings in a way, but it's like, just like get over stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's how I've sort of lived my life is like not, you know, not, not like, cause I do think like if you're, if you grow up in, I'm not saying that you did this, but it's just like the opposite of me is like, I, like, I think kids grow up, like when I was growing up, like we were never allowed to like call out sick from school. Like my mom, like I could literally be vomiting in front of my mom. And she'd be like, nah, why don't you just, like, go and give it a shot? If you don't feel good, go to the nurse, and then you can come home. I'm like, Mom, I'm literally puking in front of you. Like, can I stay home? And she'd be like, no. So, like, I do think that has, like, affected my life and that, like, I just don't really, I don't really have, like, issues in, in a way. And I think it's because it's, it's, like, honestly, like, a mental, like, it's a mental thing where I just, like, I don't let that stuff bog me down. So I'm not really into wellness, but I am surprised that you 
as a person who is into wellness and loves all that stuff, and much way like my wife Maddie is and many other people, I'm very surprised that you don't like a sauna because you are a good sweat out, get your get the toxins out, cleanse type of person. Yeah. So as you're telling me this about your your parents, I'm nodding along because we both come from Italian households, and I was the same way. My parents would never let me miss school. My dad's motto: he had two things he said to me consistently through my life. Number one, excuses are for losers because I would say, oh, I hate softball. I don't want to play. He'd be like, excuses are for losers. You made a commitment. You're finishing it. And then the other one was rub some dirt on it. So if I was sick, he'd be like, rub some dirt on it. You're fine. No lie. Playing tag one time, I ran into a pole and it broke my nose. Blood everywhere. Two instant black eyes. And and my dad came to pick me up and I was crying. I was like, I broke my nose. He's like, you're fine. I'm like, what do you mean I'm fine? My face is smashed. And he's like, get dressed. We're going to the Catholic school picnic. And I had to go. He made me go. I wore a bucket hat. It was I'm still horrified yep. to this day. And it was certainly broken. Yeah, better for it. Yeah, but it was certainly broken. Now my nose whistles at times. Like, I don't know if you can hear it, but it's so gross. It whistles. My friends call me Wheezy. It was one of my nicknames because I would wheeze all the time. And I was like, yeah, blame my dad because it could have been fixed when I was a kid. So, yeah, I'm the same way. I power through things, but I just, I like the idea of feeling optimal. That's why I like wellness stuff. Why yeah. not feel the yeah. best that you possibly can? No, I get that. I do get that, but I don't know. You know me. I'm just not... I live my life very skeptical of most things. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just like... I'm probably irrationally skeptical of all this like wellness stuff. Cause I think it's like a placebo pill in a lot of ways. Oh, like, totally. just, if you think that you're being healthy and they're living this healthy lifestyle, you're probably just going to feel better because you believe it. Yeah, that's true. But I also know that when I drink a lot and eat fast food, I feel terrible. That is definitely accurate, which again, why my life motto is everything in moderation. Totally. Okay, I have one business idea for you, and then I want to do A-plus content because I can't have you on and not do A-plus content. So, you know how sometimes you'll subscribe to something on a text and then they'll give you like a push notification or whatever, like, oh, you've received five stars or whatever from this business. You know what I'm talking about? So I have a business idea for you. What? It's, It's an app. I feel like you're one of my friends. Like one time when I was in high school, my buddy like who I was like close with, but like kind of had grown apart from, he like was like, yeah, like I want to talk about like this money situation, this, you know, an opportunity, this, this and that. And he had like a bunch of us over to his house and he basically like had this guy try to get us to invest in his fucking Ponzi scheme. <laughs> it was like the most insane thing of all time. So I'm always skeptical of people pitching me business ideas. So sorry, but I will hear you out. You know, I'm not trying to sell you vitamins or shakes or okay. leggings or any sort of skincare. I can promise you that. So good. Okay. I just feel like oftentimes, especially now, I'm just like so sick of people adding me and they sound like a dumbass. So I want to call this dumbass, right? Where you go to send a tweet or reply to someone's Instagram, anything that you go to post on social media, you text it to this number and they respond and say they're like, you're good. Or they say, don't do it. You're going to look like a dumbass. I like that. I just don't think people would listen to it. Or like, what if it's some sort of thing that we put in the app? Like we go to Twitter and we say, hey, someone tweets, they hit send. They sound like a dumbass. And then a a screen pops up and says, yo, you're probably going to sound like a dumbass. Do you wish to proceed? And they click yes or no. I truly, truly believe that people are not would not listen to this app. I truly believe that. People I don't know, because I feel like people think they sound good. And then if you were like, if in the actual app 
said, you, you, you're going to sound dumb. Like, you're going to look really stupid here. That maybe they would take a second and be like, okay, I don't, maybe I shouldn't hit send. Because of how many people are, like, anonymous online, I don't think they care, though. They're just yeah, like, oh, I want to fire this tweet up about how, just how, much of a, how much I hate so-and-so or, like, how, like, whatever. Like, let me send this racist tweet out. Like, I don't think people who think like that because of th- because something pops up are going to be like, you know, actually, let me, let me think about that. Good call. <laughs> like, you know, that's a good – they're just going to be dumb because they're dumb people, you know? Yeah, and they take pride in being I- dumb. Like, I think the market for that would have to be, like, successful people trying to avoid, like, losing money. Like, if, if somebody told Daryl Morey not to send out the Hong Kong tweet before yeah, he... Right. So, I don't even know how you would have predicted that was going to happen. But, like, that, I think, would be valuable. But, like, I don't know. I, I, I think you're talking about, like, high-class high, high class clientele for that, people who have a lot to lose. I think so many people on social media don't have anything to lose. In fact, it's like a win for them if, if people think their tweet is stupid and it goes viral. Yeah, you're probably right. I just wonder if all of these people realize how stupid they look. No, I don't think so. I think, no. And that's the worst part is that people are oblivious to their stupidity. Yeah, you're right. Okay, let's do some A-plus content because it's been like a month since we've chatted, so we have a lot of content to talk about. Okay. So I'm going to go first. I have three things quickly. One, I saw this meme and I screenshotted it because nothing I think describes you and I more than this. It's actually a tweet. It says, I wish it was socially acceptable to say, I don't care, and just walk away from the conversation. <laughs> oh, I saw that, and I totally agree. You know what? I've just, I've circled, I've like gone around that, though, and I just don't even have the conversations anymore. I just avoid them at all costs. But, but I'm like, anticipating stupidity. What if you could just say, you know what? I don't care, and walk away. <laughs> I was watching this show that Maddie was watching. It's called, uh, what the hell? I'm Sorry, maybe? Mm-hmm. You watched that show? No, I haven't. Okay. Well, I don't really watch it, but I was watching this one episode and she was like talking to her friend from high school. And the only reason that they were talking was because they were friends from high school. They had nothing in common anymore. The woman had kids and she was like a mom. The other one was like still kind of going out and doing her thing and like wanted to party and was like weird and like doing coke in the bathroom. Oh, wow. And basically like the whole situation was like, does she tell her? She kept like, she's like, we have nothing in common. I don't want to do this anymore. Should I just tell her that like, we shouldn't be friends anymore. And that was like the whole lead up to it. And finally she just did it. And she was like, listen, we can't be friends anymore. Like we have nothing in common. Like we were friends in high school, like this, this and that. She was just like completely honest with her. And it went badly. The, the girl was obviously super pissed off. But then how much better do you feel about yourself? You're like, God, thank God I don't have to, like, lie to myself anymore about wanting to hang out with this person. Right. It's the same way about, the com- it's the same way about a conversation. You can be like, oh, like, I'm sorry. Like, I know you want to tell me about this thing, but I'm just going to be honest with you up front. Like, I just don't care. I don't care. I love that. And I, I think people shouldn't be offended if people don't want to hear what they talk about. Because we have, there are so many avenues for people to complain and talk about themselves now. Where if, if you're just, like, a random person, you got shit to do during your day, and you're bogged down by somebody who's, just like, telling you shit you don't care about you should be allowed to say hey man i'm good like i'm out i'm not interested in what you have to say like please stop talking so i'm i am all for that let's do it we need to start the movement the i don't care movement but people are so sensitive that's the problem people get really offended by that and they don't take it too personally or seriously it's just like i just don't care i don't want to talk about this anymore. right you know so, so my, i like that idea i like it too so my next a plus content quickly is actually from your wife maddie she introduced me to the band cautious clay have you listened to them oh so yeah, she like texted me and was like, or "Oh him. my god, cautious clay, you have to listen." It's like, yeah, guy, I, don't, right? I, I never, I never know if like some of these groups are like a guy or like a group. I never know. So, so yes, I have heard the song Joshua Tree is an absolute banger, unbelievable. Everything, else, it's good, but like but Joshua Tree is 
is an incredible song. He's worth listening to alone for that one song. Yeah, I was going to recommend the Blood Type album, specifically Joshua Tree and Blood Type, both very good. Yes, I would agree. Okay, and so my last so yeah. my last thing is that I saw Joker. I have not seen it. I've heard it's great. Adnan did not like it. Shocker. I'm not surprised. He's not into the superhero type thing. Rosillo loved it. I lean on the side that I would love it. You loved it. So I don't know if I loved it because... Okay. So it was really good. And I loved the way it was shot. I loved the way the story was told. I loved the way it developed. I loved the nuance that was put into it. Because I think initially you're just thinking, oh, this guy, spoiler alert, everyone. But I think everybody knows who who the Joker is now. Like you've seen Batman at some point, some sort of Batman film. Yeah. So you're just thinking, oh, he's the villain. He's a murderer. He plays some role in killing Batman's parents. He's the bad guy. But I think this movie does a really good job of telling the story of why he is who he is. It wasn't scary, but it certainly made me tense and uncomfortable. <clears throat> and I think Joaquin Phoenix killed it. He did such a good job. He was totally insane in this movie. There were parts of it that I was just kind of like, all right, what are we doing here? Little pockets where I was like, all right, I could have done without that. But I think overall it was really well done. And I would say everyone should see it. A plus content. Yeah, I definitely want to. I will. I was going to potentially go see it solo because I love going to see movies solo. But I think Maddie actually wants to see it. And, like, it's interesting because the Joker, obviously Heath Ledger's character was, was unbelievable, and it's really hard to top that. And then, what's his name? Uh, why am I blanking on his name? 30 Seconds to Mars singer. Oh, Jared Leto. Uh, yeah, he tried it, and I didn't actually dislike him, but it wasn't as good. And it was, like, right after, you know, obviously Heath Ledger did it. It was the first one. So, like, the Joker character is a tough one to nail, but... Joaquin Phoenix is an unbelievable actor. Yes. So I'm all in. I like that. It, I've heard it's really, really dark, too, so right? So dark. So dark. And now that's interesting because I remember you and Rosilla having this conversation about how you really didn't like Manchester by the Sea because it was so sad and dark and down. Uh, and he loved it because of that. So I am interested to hear, like, what, like what's the, you know, I, I get that, like, the Joker is maybe a little bit more lighthearted because it's, like, still kind of a comic book movie type thing, not a real life from a guy mm-hmm. from, like, Manchester who's life is depressing. Yeah. But... I am interested because, like, that's why all I've heard from people is just, like, it's really, really, really dark. Really dark. And just to clarify, my take on Manchester by the Sea wasn't that I disliked it because it was so dark. I just don't think Casey Affleck's performance was worthy of a damn Oscar. For him to play a morose dude from New England is not that much of a stretch. I mean, he just, like, skulked around the whole time. Not Oscar worthy. I mean, Denzel Washington and and Fences... No, but I mean, this was pre-everyone knowing he was a creep. Denzel Washington and Fences that year was unreal. I just I saw Manchester by the Sea, and I was like, it was fine. I didn't think it was Michelle Williams' best performance by any stretch. I thought she was better in my life with Marilyn. I don't know. I just was like, okay, it was fine. I don't know why it won all these Oscars. Okay, I have not seen Manchester by the Sea, mm. because I, I just don't know if I'd be super interested in that. But the interesting thing with the Joker, too, is like, do you know that for, for like most of my life, I hated Joaquin Phoenix because of his role in Gladiator as Commodus. Like, I hated him. <laughs> as far as, like, terrible characters in movies, he was one for, like, most of my life. I, he may even still be. So I, I hated him for so long because, like, I mean, Gladiator, when I was growing up, was, like, the fucking movie to watch. Yeah. And it was awesome. And, like, my friend Shane literally skipped the prom uh, our junior year just to stay home and watch Gladiator. Like, true story. That's how big of a deal Gladiator was growing up. Wow. So, that is yeah. really unfortunate. 
Yeah, he also probably didn't have a date, so that played into it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, so I hated Joaquin Phoenix for so long because of that. But he is actually a phenomenal actor. Like you and I, you, know, you kind of come to realize, like, oh yeah, like he was so good in that because he was such a he was such a shitty character. Yeah, he is Joker, and it is. Uh, you'll have to see it and give me your take. Okay. Um, Do you have any A-plus content? Okay, I have one off the top of my head. I feel like a lot of mine are usually music or TV, so I'm going to go with a music one. I was not a Sturgill Simpson guy. Mm-hmm. Will Will Kane is a big Sturgill Simpson guy. He's obviously from Texas. I don't know where Sturgill's from. I think he is from Texas. But country guy, and I've recently got into country music. Like I'm into Chris Stapleton, love Marin Morris, love Casey Musgrave. Yep. Like, I'm opening up the country. I like it a lot more, but I never really understood the Sturgill Simpson thing, right? And then his latest album, which is very controversial. Like, I texted Will immediately. I was like, yo, I love this album. Like, it's so good. It's so weird and different. And he's like, oh, it's funny. I was just talking with all my friends, and they don't like it. But they're all, like, longtime Sergio Simpson fans because it's not very country. It's, like, very psychedelic and weird. And I honestly don't know. It almost sounds like what I think the Black Keys should potentially sound like now, oh. even though they don't sound like that but a little bit more weird and funky with a little bit of country to it. Yeah. So his latest album, and let me look it up. Like, I forget the title. Sound of the album. and Fury. Right? Yes. Sound and Fury. And by the way, as I do that, Maren Moore playing because I just opened Spotify. Ugh, love um, Maren. Expecting a baby. Shout off. out to her and Ryan. Yes. I know. I literally, like, my, no, my wife Maddie is obsessed, and, like, she texted me immediately with the photo or, like, sent me a direct message from the uh, from Instagram about, like, how they're having a child. And we just saw her live, so she must have been pregnant when she had the she, – she was definitely pregnant when we saw her. So wow. that's pretty wild that you can be you can do a show pregnant. Totally. But that show, yes, that album, Sound and Fury, it's weird. Trust me. Give it a couple listens, It's but it's really, really, really good, and it's really, really unique. It doesn't sound like anything I've heard, like, in a long, long time. So – your boy is apparently a Sergio Simpson guy now. I feel like everybody is, and that's why I've been so hesitant to listen to it, because I feel like everybody is just like, oh, I'm obsessed with Sturgill. And then when I was reading about it, I saw that there was an anime, an anime film that was going to be released with it, and I'm just not in on anime, so I was like, mm, pass. I could see that, which is actually kind of funny, because it's a weird album. That did sort of click in my mind. Like, I almost fired off a tweet, and I was like, should I hate myself because I like the new Sturgill Simpson album? And I was like, you know, maybe I just, I'll, you know, I don't want to tweet that. But I was like thinking that because like way too many people I feel like are in on it. But it is real, like it is a really cool, weird album. Like it, it just is. So you haven't heard it at all, right? You no. Didn't, you didn't even want to give it a shot. Mm-mm. All right, you should give it a shot. Okay. You I give will. it a shot. There's like three to four really, really good songs, and then the rest of the album is just solid. But it's weird. Like I said, it's like country, funk, blues, rock, and I don't even, and but like also kind of psychedelic. I don't know. It's very strange. It's hard to describe, but it's worth giving it a shot. By the way. Since that just came on, did you hear what Maren Morris song just came on? No, what was it? It's my absolute favorite one. It's the best one on the album, the girl album, All My Favorite People. That song is a fucking banger. It is incredible. I don't really even know the Osborne brothers or whatever that, I think that's their name, the Osborne, that the guy that collabs with her. Yeah. That song is so good. Like, I am obsessed with that song. Best song on the album. Uh, okay, first of all, great song. You're totally right. Not the best song on the album. RSVP is the best song on the album. Oh, no. That's too, like, I don't know. It's too slow. RSVP is great. I also love a song for everything. So good. Great song. Great song. Great song. Song for everything is good. The feels is so good. I mean, obviously, Bones is great. You sent me the the heads up on the on the Hozier, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, like remix or whatever. That was really Collab. really good. Yep, it was really, really, really good. Um, that whole album is awesome. It, and I, it's funny, I tell people about this, like, two of my favorite albums of the last 
I don't know, two years have been by female country artists. Like if you told, if you told like me 10 years ago, that, that would be a fact. I'd be like, what the hell happened to you? But no, like the Casey Musgraves album and now this Marin Morris album are both unbelievable. If you haven't heard them, you should go and listen to them. Great holiday parties. There's only two ingredients that you really need, a well-decorated tree and a great bar. So let St. Louis's premier beverage catering service help. Liquid Spirits can bring everything you need for a great bar right to your office, home, or venue. And the best part, you get to let their bartenders cut off that guest who's a little sloppy. They may have been celebrating a little too much, a little overserved. You don't have to do it. You don't have to be the bad guy. So let Liquid Spirits do it for you. If you mention us, mention Small Talk, you can get a free package upgrade. I mean, how about that? Those holiday parties, they always creep up on you. So give Liquid Spirits a call. Get ahead of the game. You can call them at 314-347-7297. Start planning that epic holiday party now. You can also check them out online. Facebook and Instagram at Liquid Spirits STL or follow them on Twitter at Spirits Liquid. Okay, so Steve, normally we say goodbye and then we do reviews, but I want to read you two reviews because peeps are angry that you're not on the pod anymore. So I want you to hear from the people, okay? Okay. I will say this, though. We only got two negative reviews. But I, I've gotten a lot of DMs of people being like, it's not the same without Steve. And I'm like, I get it. I know. I know. So... Lolo13419 says, it'll never be as good without Steve and Freeze Pops. The trio that was small talk was the most fun, interesting, informative, and brought lots of laughs. Devastating. Michelle is fantastic, but the trio was key. Bummed out. It was the best part of every week, which might seem sad to some, but it brought me such joy and happiness. I'd listened to the pods repeatedly, and they got me out of my own head and made me laugh. Now I'm going to get depressed. This is a bummer. I know. (laughs) I know. I had to read it to you, though. I think it's only fair that if I read all the five-star reviews, I read the negative ones. Okay, so this one is is not as nice. This is from Jay Hobson Howell, who says the new producer has to pump his brakes. And then he says no one here here signed up for Midwest Michelle's show. First of all, side note, it's literally my name is in it, bro. You didn't. Yeah, what the (laughs) This is what okay, I'm talking like, about. Like before you hit send, someone should warn you that you're gonna sound stupid. Yeah. It is my I host it and my name yeah. is in it. Like what are you talking about? Anyway. He says That's we signed We signed up for Sir Sarudi and Tommy Freeze Pops with Michelle as an interlocutor. Basically I chime in whenever. Also, no. We were all three okay, equally in it. And then he says I understand yeah, this guy. Right, go ahead. I understand they had to leave, but why are you allowing yourself to be railroaded by this putz? I don't have a problem with the content, but it isn't really your brand, is it? Just retread shock jock crap from the early 90s. You aren't Barstool. Wow, I feel like we aren't even close. To, like the bar, First off, we weren't trying to be Barstool, and I don't think you've never been trying to be Barstool. No disrespect to them, but they no. do their own thing, and that's right. cool. But. Yeah, also, like, this, I mean, we were, like, fortunate enough to do the show, your show. Like, it's your thing. Like, you put it together. You do most, most of the work. Like, we were just kind of, like, hanging out because it was fun. So, yeah, that's insane, first and foremost. But, I mean, listen, you know, you can't please everybody. It is what totally. it is. It's not the end of the world. But, um, like, listen, we appreciate that people like the pod, and I, I 100% miss you guys. I miss doing it. It sucks that it is what it is. Maybe, you know, hopefully maybe we'll be able to work something out in the future. Who knows? But, like, I, I come on as a guest. 
we're yeah, we're good to go. We, but I sincerely, we, we I think I speak for all of us. Like we do like really appreciate. I, I still can't believe people really liked it that much and cared and tuned in because we actually did have pretty good numbers, which is surprising because the three of us just kind of just were ourselves, like shooting the shit, having conversations that we would normally have. Just we did it with a microphone on. You're not going to please everyone, Michelle, but oh, yeah. um, I don't know. I guess you know, let's think you, you do different things. You, you move on, and I don't know. It's not the end of the world. Like this isn't goodbye. It's just not as frequent as it used to be. Totally. Well, and that one I I never take to heart. Like that guy saying he didn't sign up for my show, but then wants to tell me about my brand. You're contradicting yourself. You make no sense. Yeah. I also hate people that talk about their that talk about brands. Like anyone that's like, oh, your brand references their own brand or somebody else's brand. You're like, all right, it's just so overplayed. Like I'm, I'm good. We're like pass on that. Well, and also, how about someone is a multifaceted person, right? How about someone can talk about sports or fashion or music or if I have a guest on or someone that has a different opinion or is different than you or whomever. That's okay too. You know, you don't have to stick to one lane. I, that I don't understand. Stick to sports. Stick Come on. Right. So, th- so this there's another really long one, and he just says it's very long. But I just want to give you one snippet. He says there's been well, I don't know if it's a he. Well, it's Aiden from the six oh seven. He says there's been too many times in the past few months where I've been trying to recall a conversation that I've had with one of my friends, only to realize that it was Michelle, Steve, and Freeze Pops that had the conversation. I don't know if this means that I have a bad memory or no friends. <laughs> oh, no. And then he talks about me with Yacht Rock, but he says, too bad Saruti would be too busy choosing which kit to use on FIFA. <laughs> True, I am busy. I know. My FIFA time has been drastically, uh, has been, has taken a massive hit, though. So listen, I'm, I'm making sacrifices, people, okay? It's not just all fun and rainbows for your boy. Yeah, it's not, it's not all just FIFA and hanging out. He's actually working. But at the end, he says, I'm looking forward to checking out Saruti's new pod and continuing to listen to this one every week. So I think that's where I wanted to end it is that, Thank you, Steve, for taking the time to do this. We had a double pod. We talked for so long that we had to divide it into two. But everybody that loves you and appreciates you, they need to listen to your podcast, Scallon Pals. They need to live stream it, subscribe rate, whatever they can do to not only support us, but we want them to support you, too. Well, like I said, I appreciate you having me on anytime. I do miss it a ton because it's totally different than anything we did before. It's any, anything I do now. And it's like, it's really hard to find chemistry that comes like that naturally. And you know, I do think like, you know, a lot of people get put together and they do shows and they can be fine. But like the chemistry that you and I and Freeze Pops and three of us sort of have just through like hanging out and working together and whatever. Like, I just feel like we had the conversations and are trying to have conversations that, you know, people can relate to and genuinely they're things that we're curious about and we just kind of explore those deals and I do miss doing that I really do because there's so many times when I'm like you know I don't know I'll be at home or I'll be at work and I'll be like shit that would have been a really good small talk topic so I'll have to like start writing these things down please do and then every if I'm on every month or whatever show or whatever you want to do like well I'll, I'll have to do like a recap of things that I've been thinking about for the past month that sounds great and we'll book it I'm going to be bugging you from now on to do this as much as possible Good. All right. Well, I appreciate you having me on, Michelle. I do miss you, and I miss doing the show. So anytime, uh, you know I'm here. Man, how fun was that? Two-plus hours with Sir Rudy. We talked so long, we had to break it in two. But I meant what I said. I'm going to be bugging him. We're going to be getting him on more often, hopefully bring some consistency back to the pod. And also, seriously, please follow Steve on Twitter, at Saruti. You can find the link to Scallon Pals there. He's an incredible host. He's pumping out really, really smart NBA content. And now that the season's underway, you're going to want to check him out. Even though we already read the reviews, if you haven't already, please head to Apple Podcasts, find Small Talk, subscribe to it, rate it, preferably five stars, and leave a review. 
Just know that we're going to read it. Whether it's good or bad, we're going to read it. Thank you to Steve. Thank you for listening. And we'll be back in action next week. Thanks for listening to Small Talk. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or the Podcast One app.